0: We take a single episode of a science fiction TV series and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. This is the Fusion Patrol Podcast. Welcome to the discussion. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm a bloody prophet. No, I'm Ben. <laughs> and tonight we're looking at the Space 1999 episode, The Seance Spectre. 2012 days after leaving Earth's orbit, the moon encounters a gaseous space anomaly that they name Torah. Because it bears no similarity to a planet, they think that there might be the possibility that there is a planet there, but because that would once again raise the Alphans' hopes of a possible new home, Koenig decides that the best course of action is to clamp down a total information blacked out and lock down command centers so that when the thing that looks nothing like a planet turns out to be not a planet, no one's hopes will be crushed like a little fluffy bunny run over by a lawnmower. Unfortunately, Sanderson head of a surface expedition unit has gone totally nuts and is apparently bringing his whole team along with him to crazy town. He thinks Koenig is a tyrant and a dictator, too wrapped up in his own egotistical power trip. Actually, come to think of it, Sanderson might not be all that nuts. However, he and his team have been holding hands in the dark and concentrating, and he has predicted a beautiful green planet, perfect for the Alphans to settle on, and exactly the kind of thing that would destroy Koenig's brutal reign of of terror. They attack Command Center shooting everyone there, trying to get Koenig to reveal the truth. Koenig, however, is not there, and is in space, and has just detected a sudden change in the position of Torah. It is now on a collision course with the moon. He tries to alert Alpha, but everyone in Command Center has been shot. When he returns, Sanderson and company get arrested and confined to Medical Center, but not before Koenig agrees to fly into the cloud again without his onboard computer to see if there's a planet. Now, in Medical Center, Helena diagnoses them, especially Sanderson, with green sickness, a long for green leafy salads that causes hallucinations. Koenig, doubtful that there's a planet inside the cloud, plans to escape the cloud the instant there's any indication of gravity, which does rather seem like he's running away if It turns out there is a planet. Sanderson and company escape, sabotage Alpha's computers, causing Koenig and Maya to crash on the planet. Oh, did I mention there there is a planet? A worthless, lifeless planet with a poisonous atmosphere and no leafy green salads. The eagle is damaged. Blah, blah, blah. Maya turns into a massive leafy green salad so Koenig can breed her waste gases. Blah, blah, blah. What will we do about the planet? Blah, blah, blah. Let's detonate our nuclear waste, change the course of the moon, etc, etc, etc. Meanwhile, Sanderson is convinced that the moon will be going into orbit around a beautiful planet with leafy green salads for everyone. So he tries to stop Koenig from detonating the nuclear waste and he falls into a big hole and he gets blown up real good. To cure everyone else of green sickness, Helena prescribes aversion therapy, forcing everyone to stare at leafy green salads until they're sick of them. The end. I found this problematic episode. Oh really? I did for a number of reasons. This was like oh, please, a, please a series, tell. a series of scenes in search of a plot is what kept coming to my mind. It's just, that it's just like right. thing after thing after thing happens, and there is no, there is no story here. It's just set piece after set piece after set piece. But with a recurring theme, leafy green salads. Yes. No. Uh, Koenig is a tyrant. Several themes.
1: Okay. Mm. <laughs> Well, the big one is that they're trying to move the moon and and Sanderson's insane.
0: Yeah. And you know, I think part of the problem here is that Sanderson is insane. And I, and I mean. Oh, he's
1: clinically insane.
0: He's nuts. And he's,
1: he's, he's off his rocker.
0: There is never any indication in this story that he's anything other than nuts. Therefore, you don't really have any doubt that he's just, you know, just shoot him, put him in a brig, do something Thank you. But, they, they, there has to be a brig on well, there. Moon there base. is. There was, he said there was a re- detention room, or re- at one point he was putting them there. And then Helena was like, "Oh, John, they're sick. They need to be treated." Oh, all right. Oh, Helena, hey, hey Helena, there. I got a great idea. Why don't we treat your face? Yeah. Why don't we? Why don't you treat them in the detention center? That's a great idea. Hey, go. I mean, it turns out the treatment is um, showing them pictures of leafy green salads. So uh, I mean, I, you know, I think they could have done that anywhere. Right. Not just not just pretty much. And In fact, I think at the end they are doing it in the rec hall, not medical center. So, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I th- this episode just frustrated me. And and at every turn, I'm like, where is this going?
1: And it started frustrating me within three minutes. <laughs> I looked. I looked at the the thermometer, uh, the little uh, measuring time uh, time measuring on the episode because I wanted to know. Okay, that was my first major frustration moment. When did that happen? Okay, just under the three minute mark. Lovely. Which was that? Oh God, I don't remember
0: now. <laughs> I really don't. What, was it Koenig clamping down because that I didn't want to get their hopes up? Well, I did think that was pretty stupid. That that is. I, I mean, okay, we can talk about whether or not Koenig is a tyrant and a dictator, and uh, you know, probably at nauseam here. I think we have in the past. We but have. This course of action seems so stupid, yeah, completely contrary to you know everything they've ever done. In I mean, the past. okay, so he doesn't want to get their hopes
1: up. Okay, so you know, here's a great idea you go ahead, still make an announcement. Oh, hey, guess what? They have to make an announcement anyway, because in order to satisfy Sanderson, they got to
0: run everything through the computer so that everybody can see what's going on. And we have to assume that Moonbase Alpha is filled with technicians and scientists who would be helping with the analysis of any information that was coming in, which is what's happened every time in the past when they encounter a, a phenomenon. I, I, think, I think the first thing that bothered the heck out of me was the fact that Tora looks like a cloud. Looks like a nebula. Yeah, some sort of space cloudy thing and it, so, it,
1: it, it well i saw what looked like stars in there so it looked like some kind of you know big nebula stellar nursery kind of thing and 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 i was immediate uh, that was one of my first frustration points too and i took a look at that one planet there hmm okay
0: doesn't seem likely you know that that one doesn't seem like one that's going to be getting everybody's hopes up no you know when they pass no, the, radi- the radiation
1: will be too high for one
0: you know, when when they when they passed actual planets I could see how people would go, ooh it's a planet it's a planet except if we go by last week not passing planets is a good thing because planets bad planets danger
1: yeah void of space very good very peaceful
0: oh void of space now we have cloud everyone's all oh it's a cloud if it's a cloud did you hear the part where she said stuff like the cloud has rain and snow in it
1: Mm, yeah Uh, i think they even said hail at one point
0: yeah it it was actual earth weather phenomena yeah things and like well but okay so then that means it's a planet in there because you wouldn't be you could not a space cloud that doesn't make any sense that's not how weather works not in space at least i mean i suppose there could be a thing such as space hail and space snow (laughs) but uh uh, yeah yeah so you know when you have to take the very first fundamental principle of the show which is we're all looking for home and to make this work you have to start by going yeah i think i'm gonna for the first time ever in 2012 days i'm not gonna tell them let's keep it a secret that'll be that'll be the best for morale (laughs) yeah yeah that'll make everybody really happy not so a really terrible terrible premise for story um story writing of course now i did just just before the podcast look up this writer and he also wrote the exiles which is the one with the cloud of Miss- missiles and the people with a little thing on their skin that if you prick it they get old and die mm. and journey, oh yes and journey to where which is also the second season oh, that was terrible episode with the scotsman on a horse without horses um which you know did have some interesting ideas about was it a constellation passing between the moon and earth that was going to block transmissions oh that's right i remember that yes that was fun so um, not our most accurate our most accurate writer no okay so let's talk about sanderson and his team that would be this (sighs) sanderson ava the girl who loves him and two ciphers who are just there who are just basically there To give him some muscle, I guess, at, at, at some at some point. And Sanderson is clearly deranged off of his rocker. Oh, he's Dera-
1: mental, totally.
0: Helena should have sedated him.
1: Yeah, I mean, but this is Helena.
0: But she did so well last week, curing John.
1: Yeah, but let's look at her track record prior to Fair
0: that. Enough. Fair enough. So Sanderson is in charge of what they call surface expedition unit. Where people in these surface expedition units go out apparently on the moon's surface for extended periods of time, mm-hmm. such as over fifteen days. Right, thirty, if I'm not mistaken, isn't it? I didn't. I don't. I didn't write down or, or recall hearing a time. I, I, I heard her say she would not. in the future, she wouldn't allow them to go more than fifteen days. Yeah, I but, think.
1: Uh, I think it's thirty. But Sanderson's team, they were going longer than that. That so, was her reason for saying that they were having the leafy green sickness so
0: so all of all of these people on these teams are trapped inside man made technology, and when they look out the windows or what they put on their spacesuit and they look out all they see all the time on these expeditions is just moon rocks because they're exploring the moon the moon right what exactly is happening to all the other people on alpha who are trapped inside a man-made construction who whenever they look out the windows all they see are moon rocks for the last 2012 days days
1: yeah um could it be that the fact that they actually get to look at walls at some point i don't know do it, you, was a, it was it was it was a very very bad rationale on uh, on helena's part
0: how, how do you what exactly would a moon expedition unit be using would they what be are they, walking for 30 days or would they be in an eagle or just driving
1: around in a moon buggy
0: you know and what if they're going if they're in a moon buggy do they pitch tents at night great question <laughs> I have this feeling that, that there is no logical reason for there to be moon exploration units at this stage of the game on Moonbase Alpha.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a, a pointless uh, endeavor, I think, at this time now. Given everything that has gone on, given where they're at, it's like you know, it <laughs> it just is what it is.
0: What, what are they? What are they expediting? What are they, what for? Are they
1: looking for? Minerals? Raw materials? Maybe well, uh, we know that they're doing that under the moon's surface,
0: yeah, it's possible that that's part of their foraging would would that preclude them using an eagle? Would they have to be on the surface and and like be chipping chunks of rocks off the regolith and 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 analyzing it, or you know could they fly an eagle out, spend the day working on a spot, fly the eagle back at night, hit the wreck center in a shower seems mm. seems kind of. Yeah, just 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 seems like a stupid excuse to have a particular group of people who are crazy mm-hmm. <clears throat> over leafy green salads. <laughs> over leafy green salads, yeah. I don't know. Um, it, it's so, Connie find also why did torah jump they fly out to it and it's like oh Tora's changed its position is are we crazy maya no i'm reading that it definitely changed position now it's on a collision course with earth or with the moon okay um i i haven't i uh,
1: you know, i have no well, way, I, I have i have nothing on that i, I, think, I mean i, think I don't my, know what to say on that
0: i think my biggest I think my biggest complaint, if if I can sum it up, in in what possibly may be the worst episode of Space 1999 I've seen, um, I think my biggest complaint is that there is nothing that I think we really genuinely can call a seance in this, and there is no specter. Right. And if and there is no indication that they are doing anything than holding hands and going concentrate, we're crazy, concentrate, we're crazy, uh-huh. which, you know, is in fact actually what you're doing during a seance. But but, you know, in the context of prior episodes of Space 1999, there is something to seances
1: at least something that kind of resembled a seance ceremony.
0: And so they're doing one when they get that whole planetary jump thing. And you could be forgiven to think that their concentration mental powers caused this change. You could be forgiven for that for a second until it's basically completely ignored for the rest of the film. True, And then, you know, they, they do an, another seance in the um, travel tube. Mm-hmm. And that one kind of had me... Well, all right. Let's go back to the one they do after they walk into after they walk up to a security jo- uh, guard whose job it is to keep people out of the security center and, and chop him down, uh, take his laser, walk into command center, and promptly shoot everyone there. <sighs> luckily unstunned. Luckily, luckily unstunned. Uh, and then they shoot everyone there. Uh, and then they close the door. And I thought they dimmed the lights and did their no, just the power of the thing. science. See now that's the question. Did they dim the lights and do it? Or because in the travel tube it definitely appears to be a phenomena of darkness that occurs after they're holding hands.
1: Uh, to be I I, you know, the first time around I would have thought that the lights were deliberately dimmed. Now I don't think so. Now I think it was just artistic license.
0: But again, it gives us the false illusion that Seance is anything other than four crazy people holding hands.
1: Yeah. How many false illusions does this a particular series give us anyway?
0: A few, but...
1: Okay, see, I'm just going to chalk this up to as being one more piece of nonsense.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not a good... It's not a good thing because it's it's such a it's such a red herring.
1: You you yeah, but you can't go, tell. No, but when when it happened in the tube, because I like I said, uh, or as you pointed out, I was aware of that when it happened in the command center. I felt like somehow they somebody had dimmed the lights, maybe Ava somebody. Well, they were the running around I,
0: flipping switches, so it made sense.
1: Right, um, but when it was all in the tube, no, no, they just ab- absolutely said, not. Right, it, it just hands happened. And then- And then there was... uh, They they got distracted. They broke the seance. The lights came back on and... I didn't see anybody flick any switch that's when I realized oh this was just some sort of cinematography you know lighting license for the sake of the episode to
0: create a mood moment which was dumb were we supposed to was or is it incompetent I mean incompetent yes it's incompetent right but incompetent in a different way were we supposed to believe there was something to these seances and that they just did them so badly or perhaps Sanderson managed to portray himself so crazily well that's that, just it that you never San, th- any...
1: th- there was no way there was no chance if there was any uh an intent to make me or anybody else watching this episode for the first time and uh this uh, well let me let me finish my thought first then i'll say what <laughs> um he, I, oh man, Um, Sanderson was so bonkers. I mean, he was, he, he was mad as a March hare. There is no question. He was just crazy that if there were any attempt by the writer to make me think that there was something to these seances, it was never going
0: to happen. I I I I don't disagree. I, I don't I don't disagree in any way, shape, or form. I just I come back to the two questions. One is the lights in the travel tube and the other is Torah jumping for no apparent reason. That I have no and they answer for. Never make any explanation. And the only thing that happens is it's coincident with them doing their little seance-y thing. And but because there's no no follow up, no dialogue about it, no no nothing, no doubt, you know, no no doubt whatsoever that he's just nuts and, and you know, Koenig is not really trying to be a dictator. Um, at least he doesn't think he is. Um, mm. yeah, it, it just, I feel like it's almost like the writer planned it that way. And then, cause what did he call it? The seance specter for crying out loud. Um, what is that well, about? I don't know, but
1: you know, it wouldn't be the first episode that was given a rubbish title.
0: Yes, but they do a thing that looks a little like a séance.
1: I know, I and know. Mm. I, I I think I think what's happened with me though is that I have seen so much nonsense come out of this series, especially for this particular year that I just chalk all of that up to being someone is an idiot.
0: I just, I, I just kept half. And, and,
1: and, and I'm done at that point. I mean, I think, okay, someone, you know, whoever, okay, w- writing the whole concept of the seance, the way they're filming up, idiot. The person who decided to name this episode Seance Spectre, <laughs> idiot. Uh-huh. It's idiot everywhere. So it's like at this point, you know, writing uh, a story where you allow a mental patient to just run rampant all over the station. Idiot! There's so many idiot points in this episode that Mm -hmm. I just didn't care anymore.
0: I, yeah, I, I mean,
1: it's literally, I mean, my brain shut off.
0: I, 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 I get it. I, I, I do keep, I did keep kind of halfway in my mind thinking they're going to do a seance and a phenomena will happen. But it, it doesn't, I mean, the structure of the story doesn't even run it that direction, right? I mean, it just, it, it's hard to even call it structure of a story, mm. you know? Uh, so in the first, in the first scene, John and Alan are flying out to this Torah thing, which I'm not sure why to be quite honest what is it that they're going to do mm. are they going to fly into it are they going to are they looking for well, a planet well they they
1: well i think they're kind of i don't know what they're doing
0: okay so they Just, are i guess they, along to in I, there. they
1: want to dispro- they want to disprove that there is no you know the, uh, the existence of a planet
0: well well at the, at that point you know there's no real discussion whether you disproved. i mean it's it's not a freaking planet that's the part that bugs me more and it's like the pinwheel from last week it's like it's, you know the the special effect is letting you down you don't look at that and go hmm what be planet no <laughs> No, it couldn't be planet. But they're flying out there to, quote unquote, to investigate before they tell anybody else whether there is anything to be helpful about or not. At least that's the impression I get. They're in shirt sleeves, Mm -hmm. right? When Koenig and Maya fly up there just an hour or so later, they're in their spacesuits. And they walk on the thing and they go, they walk into the flight deck and I go to myself, huh they're going to have an air leak. And I could not remember this story at all. I really I d- could not remember anything. To be honest, story. I
1: didn't either except for one little
0: scene. That's the only part I did remember. But the rest of it, nope, I had no memory of. Was it the scene at the end where Tony and Alan nope. were looking at hot chicks nope. on the screen? No. Oh, oh, you mean Stella Star?
1: Yeah, yeah. And don't tell me, yeah, that was Carolyn Monroe. Yes. No, no, um, no. Actually, it was my turning into a plant for more than one hour.
0: Um. Yeah, I do kind of remember Maya turning into a plant. Possibly it was in another situation, but yeah. Yeah, and I, at that and point, I,
1: you know you know what I wanted at that point? I wanted to see Alan get all Aussie and Outback and break out some sort of a sword and start hacking away
0: at it. Yeah, why didn't Maya change back the moment that they walked in the room? It's like, uh, you know, instead of letting Alan fondle her fronds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> god okay i can't unsee that now you can't
0: unsee it now you see no. i mean all he was doing was he was walking through i thought for sure he he had one of those branches one of the smaller ones with just like a leaf on it i thought for sure he was gonna break it off i mean not intentionally but i mean as he was plowing his way through it i thought to do no 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 don't and then tony's like where's maya where's maya like tony two people went out one person one of them is a metamorph two Life kind forms of do the came back. Yeah, I mean, this is not Quatermass here. That's, that's that's not a space alien that's coming. That's Maya. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah <clears throat> yeah, yeah was, uh, I couldn't. I was having real trouble with that one too. Was mm-hmm. like, Where's Maya? Oh my goodness. Oh, here. Um. Anyway, yeah yeah. I kind of do sort of remember that, but I don't remember anything else about about the story. But,
1: but but not. I don't either. So in some ways, it was like watching it for the first time, much to my punishment.
0: <sighs> and I I was just the whole time. I'm like, I don't know where this is going. I I cannot for the life of me figure out where this story is going. They're going to the planet they're gonna crash we just the whole crash and fly them back and turning into a leafy salad and 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 getting back to alpha time waster total total time filler had, mm-hmm. had did nothing to advance the plot um, i will say i was vaguely amused at uh awakening koenig's response to dr russell you know me i've never seen you before <sighs> my i've never night. seen you before my life dr, dr. dr. russell, russell. <laughs> yeah i saw that i actually blurted out loud you red bastard <laughs> He has a sense of humor. It's a nasty one, but he's got one. (laughs) It is so evil. But, uh, yeah, you you should be careful about that because Helena might, like, give you a treatment before you even have a chance to finish that sentence. Yeah. And it could be deadly. So... (laughs) See, so I think you can eliminate that. So so then the our 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 I mean let's talk about some of the stupider things.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, they all go to sick bay, they're all considered dangerous, they're all supposed to be in a guard. And of course Koenig is rightly pissed off. That's mutiny. What do I do with mutineers? John, they're sick. They're mutineers. They're sick, John, they're sick. All right, fine. Put him in sick bay, and then what does Helena do? She goes, "Well, obviously you're sick, and I guess she meant the two ciphers were sick." But Ava, she's just in love. Let her go. Let her go. She's fine. <clears throat> she's not nuts. So like the rest of them who broke in and shot everybody in Moon in the main mission, and and then held hands and concentrated. <laughs> mm that was bad and that was that was very bad and Uh um for um uh what the heck is her name um Carolyn Seymour Carolyn Seymour yeah Carolyn Seymour for for a guest artist with a, a relatively high profile on British television she didn't have much to do
1: no it just looked very pretty
0: yeah and she did
1: and you know and I happen to like her I mean she's she's taken on roles uh, later on that I applauded her for you know especially uh, in sci-fi. this one was just fluff it it was a it it was a meaningless part except to say you know you know it's possible koenig might be correct
0: yeah that was about it yeah and i and i you know at every turn so there's a scene in the travel tube and they go well wait a minute you know koenig's the dictator not you sanderson we should vote on this
1: let's have a vote
0: I thought for sure he was going to go all John Koenig on him. Uh, I sorry, did too, to be dictator. honest. I and thought,
1: well, it well, no, not not overtly. He just decided to go off and you know be all Maverick about it.
0: Yeah, well, fine. You can't trust you guys. So I'm all, well, that's actually that he did go John Koenig.
1: He did go John Koenig in his own way, <laughs> didn't he? Hmm.
0: He's, he's a mirror of the bad command style of John Koenig. Um, and then. <laughs> I wish they could make up their mind what they can do with that nuclear waste.
1: <laughs> well, when you consider that this show has no sense of continuity whatsoever, it doesn't really surprise. Was
0: it me. just two episodes ago where we got the lectures repeatedly about what it takes to detonate the nuclear waste? Right. And actually got to see them go through the process of trying to set that up mm-hmm. as opposed to just planting a bomb on one of the bunkers? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, That part was annoying. The part that they put Koenig down, and then they can see a moon buggy, but a whole fleet of orbiting eagles cannot see a man in an orange space suit. Uh-uh. Neither can they see him when he's standing 20 feet away from Koenig, who they're (laughs) monitoring in plain sight. Yeah,
1: and he had no problem taking a pot shot at eagle.
0: Yeah, he almost took the eagle out.
1: Yeah, he had no problem with that. And yet no one can see him at all. All those eagles
0: scouring that entire section
1: of l- the lunar surface. Also,
0: I'm going to just go so far as to say, how did he know where Koenig was going to be with all those nuclear all waste those dumps? All those
1: nuclear waste dumps. Yeah, that was a good guess, wasn't it?
0: I guess it's because he could see Koenig standing out against all the uh, not leafy green rock. <laughs> oh, he's wearing that that, that silver Mylar suit. Oh yeah. Speaking of that, not this mylar suit, but remember I talked about how they were going to put them in spacesuits because obviously that means there's going to be an airlock air loss on the Eagle, mm-hmm. which there was. Yeah. But then they went and got the helmets, and they were both busted. Yep. So they didn't. They could have just gone in their shirt sleeves. <laughs>
1: Might as well.
0: In the first place. And then when the leak started, Coney could go, we better go get our suits on and Maya could go, oh, the helmets are busted. Although, couldn't they just put some sealant? Never mind. Oh, I was like, i oh, um, oh, This is really bad. This, uh, is this the worst? This I think this one really
1: hits, th- th- this is Naked Montague level for me. Uh, I was I was just irritated the entire time I was watching it, and I think one of my last moments where I just almost broke the television <sighs> is when they're trying to get uh, Maya to launch the eagle and she can't because she's trapped. I can't reach it. Oh. I'm trapped. I'm screaming at the television. Change, damn it, Change you, mouse. wench.
0: Don't change into a. Okay, this is a British thing, obviously. So Maya changes into a, a psychic and child.
1: Yeah, she turns into baby Maya.
0: And she's wearing what? Nightgown. An, a Victorian nightgown, it yeah. looks like.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I noticed that too.
0: Really, you know, do the British still wear nightgowns like that? Is that maybe is that maybe a thing that maybe they do to children in nineteen seventies Britain? And so, when the costume department said, "Oh, she's a, a baby," we'll just put we'll just put her in what we would normally put any baby in. This obviously not a thing we do here, as far as I know. Mm, um,
1: no, but hey, Dick- you know, Dickensian, it, yeah, yeah. But then, you know. <sighs> Maya when she transformed herself into some type of stick wielding samurai th- whatever mm-hmm. um you know it was when, you know the fighting robes and everything so yeah when she transforms she goes she she goes full tilt
0: full tilt yeah <laughs> even even as leafy green um
1: <laughs> oh. yeah leafy green
0: pos um, yeah, that, that part where she was trapped and, and screaming, that was, that was terrible. I'm like, Stop
1: was, screaming. Why are you think time does
0: change? Yeah. You would think that would be second nature to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it isn't. Another thing that bugged me about this episode, because that's all there is, is. Things to a, irritate? Things to irritate. If, if the moon gets too close to the planet and they don't detonate soon enough, it's going to go into that cloud of space weather which and could it will really contaminate mess up our recycling systems. Yep. Are your recycling systems not closed? <laughs> Apparently not. I oh, mean, it's got it's got passing to reci- through gases. Open it up. Sub Open them up in. so that
1: we can start recycling. Yeah, we need to be able to take in that fresh air. Uh, I just
0: it, yeah. The person writing this story just I, I don't know. It's like Don or whatever his name was. <laughs> I've forgotten already. Um, you know, fill me up an hour. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I got this idea for a story about uh, some people who are like trying to take over Alpha and they, there's stuff going on. Uh, What do you think, Fred? We got a deal. I'll call your agent. He'll have a contract to you tomorrow. (laughs) Well, you know, that's but this, what happened.
1: But this brings up, you know, that that age-old argument that I've had about, well, well, I, I've used to, in the past is when I was when we were talking about um, Man from Atlantis about how the network executives just had no idea what science fiction was and, and took uh, they and they seriously would um, uh, underestimate the viewing audience. In the case of this particular show, uh, I really would like to know what was going on behind closed doors that created decisions like this one because it was an abomination I mean this episode seriously was it 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 really I th- every time I think this series can't sink any lower they surprise me and this one really shocked me.
0: You know, the only thing I can think of is that they are not just like we talked about last time with Terrence Dix. Didn't even get notification that they filmed his episode, mm. or asked for any rewrites or anything of that nature. The best I can guess, and I'm and I'm not trying to, I'm definitely not trying to bust on writers. I'm not trying to bust on the writer of this story who has, you know, yes, we've mocked him for his space 1999, but I also see. He's but he's written, got some, he's got some other good writing cred. Journey to the Far Side of the Sun. He's apparently that done some I. Really, really like that movie. Yeah, I mean, and I Jr- mean in the '60s, not Mission Impossible.
1: No, no, not 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 the current one. No, but uh, you know, and I and I, I want to keep coming back to Journey to the Far Side of the Sun. I saw that in junior high and thought that was one of the finest um, science fiction show uh, science fiction movies. I mean, is it like is it like super scientifically accurate? No, but it was so well presented that uh i was engaged all the way through and it's certainly a far cry better than the stuff we're looking at in in space 1999 right now wow this guy's just
0: uh, yeah this guy's just a job job and writer he wrote kill straker and ufo you know and i kind of like that one he's written oh looks like 11 episodes of my partner the ghost that's practically half the series um, hmm. Sorry, Randall and Hopkirk deceased. It's actually in here. It's actually in here under the American title on IMDb. Naughty ninety. Joe ninety. Oh, really? Well, that doesn't surprise me actually. Three episodes. Champions. The Saint. The Avengers. Have guns. Will haggle. I remember that episode. Uh, yeah. what era of Avengers? It's a six. Uh, let's see what year is. It? It's 60, 68. So it's um. Is that Terra? I think that would be yeah (laughs) i remember it and yet at the same time i can't picture who's in it or even if it's in color but 68 i think that's emma p no that's yeah it's tara king okay yeah yeah simon is probably screaming right now (laughs) you can't remember have good what what, sorry 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 it's only uh, only a finite amount of crap that i can store in my brain (laughs)
1: And unfortunately, it's currently filled with a lot of leafy green Mm, P.O.S.
0: (laughs) So, um, yeah. Huh. So, yeah, I don't want to bust on him, but I, I guess what I'm getting at is that it feels like a first draft. You know, oh. It feels like it feels like I, I got stuff on paper because I had a deadline, and I was expecting it to go in and have a script editor look it over and go, Okay, hey, I see you've gone somewhere with this seance thing, but it doesn't really do anything. I think we ought to do something with that. And, you know, things like that. It feels like it needed a, a couple of polish rounds. And some writers do that on purpose. no. That's Maybe that's not quite the right way to say it, but in and in Britain, it may be different. But for example, I think if you turn in a script, you get paid, I, mean, I think you have first rewrite rights. So in other words, they have to give it to you for the first batch of changes, mm-hmm. and you get paid for that because you're a writer and you're paid for writing after that, if they don't like the result, then they can take it to another writer, um, which does not change the fact that you're paid. So but this doesn't feel like they ever got back to that second write. But but a lot of times they'll put in a story. And I'm again, I'm not trying to bust on writers because that's that's not what I'm at here that, y- you know, you kind of expect it to come back for that rewrite. Mm-hmm. And you kind of expect to get paid for that rewrite. And yeah. so and we know that that doesn't necessarily happen. I mean, once again, ask Terrence Dix. Right. You don't have to put in the perfect script the first time around because you know they're going to have some suggestions and you know they're going to want to make some little tweaks here and there because you know there's too many fingers in the pie and this just this feels like a terrible first draft <laughs> it's like like i'm just throw everything on the page what do you like about this one everything let's film it <sighs> just stack them up one after the other go um what else have we got <sighs> I do, I do appreciate that the uh, that Sanderson, who should have been shot early in the episode, um, fell is it wrong into the for pit and died.
1: Yeah, on one hand, yeah, but is it wrong for me? You know, this is really weird. I I find myself actually thinking this. I really wanted him to live because I wanted them to like you know rub his face in the fact that he was like so effing wrong
0: there is a certain amount of um well his three friends at least yeah but they
1: kind of came to their senses much earlier on i mean he was being such a total tool about it that i i really wanted them to be able to rub his nose and the fact that here's the proof you were wrong you're an idiot now go sit in the corner with a dunce cap on
0: your head well no wait a minute Wait a minute. That wouldn't have proved anything. If they deflected the moon's trajectory and then they all came back down to moon base alpha, all he'd have been doing is, no, you just passed up a planet that's leafy green.
1: Mm. Okay. Here's an eagle. Go. Yeah, just You're so convinced. Eagle. Here's a moon, but
0: drive. Yeah. Yeah, we we'll put you in a missile and fire you at it. Maybe that's the right answer.
1: Um, yeah, I
0: don't know that I have anything else uh, on this oh, episode.
1: I, I don't accept that. And uh, this really was a dreadful piece of garbage. I mean, it was totally awful. Uh, I don't think it's there is nothing redeeming. Ex- well. Mm, no there is one oh, okay. one little tiny thing redeeming and that is it had carolyn seymour in it even though she was really her part didn't amount to much of anything the fact that she was in it made it nice because i do like her but uh, aside from that apart, <clears throat> nothing
0: apart from apart from her appearing as a romulan in star trek and being the star of the survivors at least for a while what uh what have we seen her in
1: she was in another episode of star trek called first contact
0: oh she was the she was the scientist who yes could tolerate it okay yeah, yeah. she was right. she
1: was really excited i mean she had developed the 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 first warp engine yeah and uh it was all about them trying to rescue riker but i loved her I thought she was amazing. She in fact she was the best thing in the entire episode. So um and she also did a, a Babylon 5 where she played um uh I believe a senator an Earth Senator that was you know out to see um president Clark arrested okay right <clears throat> but I do like her, I like her a lot, and uh seeing her in this episode it was it was nice, but that's about it. There was nothing else, absolutely nothing else in this episode that was redeeming. everybody was an idiot I mean I, I talked about how there were all sorts of idiotic ideas, but every single character mm-hmm. especially, especially Helena. Yes. Just yes. such
0: an idiot. Yeah, there were plenty of idiot balls handed out to everyone for this episode. Oh,
1: man. They were, they, Ooh. plenty to share.
0: <laughs> hey, your idiot ball's bigger than my idiot ball. Yeah, you ball. Okay, <gasps> you can have mine. Okay. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> oh. I mean, do they get more painful than this? I mean, this was know. just bad. You know, uh, and yeah. bad is being kind. I mean, this was a truly horrible episode.
0: Yeah, I think I saw a comment come through the, the website, I think it's the website of Facebook today and at and, and at the end of it is like, When do we get to the good episodes of Space nineteen ninety nine?
1: We uh last year. Yeah, they're we're I think we're, past we're, we're them. gone. I,
0: I don't I don't think there's any more coming. I don't think, I, I, don't, no. I don't remember much about the ones that are coming up, but I don't think there's much coming anyway. Yeah. Um, no. All right. Well, I guess that's more than enough uh, about this one. I I hate them. I I don't I, I don't to need genuinely to dislike being constantly negative. It, you know I don't I don't come into this episode watching this going yeah let's rip this one apart. But really halfway through this, by the time they were on the eagle on the crashed on the planet, well like this is nothing. We're not good. This is not going to be good. This is going to be. This is going to be blood in the water
1: mm-hmm. you know and i had a very hard time i mean i seriously had a very difficult time uh forcing myself to watch all the way through to the end it was extremely difficult it was a tough one i mean this i i really wanted to turn it off
0: i was luckily i was on the exercise bike so i uh, i needed oh, to watch, sit through it just I, to get my exercise for the day no
1: i oh is that it uh-huh no i know i sat and i watched every excruciating minute of it but boy <sighs> I mean I you know one thing that really bugs me when we do these is I hate coming into an uh one of these podcasts and finding myself completely incapable of coming up with any decent descriptions on either the episode or how I feel. All I can do is just kind of mutter and exhale and just grumble <laughs> because that's all it leaves me with
0: well it is. All right, that's a that's a fair that's a fair uh assessment. And I this is one of the reasons um I haven't put forward doing Logan's run. <laughs> because, you know, I, I remember
1: how bad that got.
0: I watched through those a while back and and there are some episodes there where I can't even I just I I just looked at it and I go I, I don't know how we would have a discussion about this. I don't know what we could say about this episode other than just well well, there was some time that was killed, and and <laughs> right. you know it doesn't have any interesting science fiction concepts. It doesn't have any uh, ethical questions, and you know I, I don't necessarily expect my science fiction to to always be allegorical or or well, we're you know, talking something human condition. I but I would like well, to especially see not exciting for exciting network and sci-fi, sense and
1: yeah, I mean especially for network sci-fi of that era, they were not creating that kind of TV series for. Uh, f- for your your regular viewing audience, I mean, it it, it it was. I look at uh, what we're you know viewing now with season two and it makes me grateful for the weirdness
0: of season one. Exactly. Season one had something to think about. It it, it gave you ideas. There, there were ideas being put on celluloid there mm-hmm. and they may not have been successful. But at least they were attempting something. And that, you know, can be we could be arguing that that is art as opposed I think to we this. Did have, which I, is...
1: I, I think we did actually have that conversation more than once when talking about some of the season one episodes but this is it's devoid of any substance yeah
0: so all that leaves remains to be said about this episode is that next week it's well not next week but next time we look at space 1999 it's dorzak
1: i remember that one i think is that the last one no oh god
0: no then there's devil's planet immunity syndrome and then the Dorcons.
1: I vaguely remember the Dorkons. Oh, I do remember the Dorkons, yes. I remember the Dorkons, yeah. Yeah.
0: So so we we are beginning to wind down. We're getting to the point now where every time I'm going to list all the remaining episodes just so that people will have a light at the end of the tunnel. And it's not an oncoming train. No, it's not an oncoming train. It's an oncoming something, but I don't know what it is. It's an oncoming planet because I've seen it. Oh, yes. Oh, that was the other thing I wanted to mention. See, there was something else. We start very early in the episode. I know it's a planet. We have the prediction. What prediction? What predict, you know, that was the other thing that was kind of bothered. Where did this all start? When See, did, when it feels like whole... it came out of the seance, uh, out, of, it did. out of an earlier seance. It's something that happened off camera. Off camera, never explained, don't know what it's about. A- again, it just feels like that should be a piece of the seance. The seance should be a piece of the planet changing course. And then there should be something that subsequently happens that tells us that the seance did have some... Relevancy. It maybe it was a lie. Maybe it was an alien influence. Maybe it was, you know, space leafy greens brainwaves. But you know, something. But it Mm -hmm. just never was. And so you keep going back to that. We have the prediction. Like prediction sounds like a computer prediction. Not uh, you know, not we have the vision. We have the the prophecy. We have the data. We have the something. What? Yeah. Uh, Again, just just doesn't make a lot of doesn't make a lot of.
1: Sense. No, we're just we're just opened up uh, to this particular situation where we have a bunch
0: of loonies. I, I think that's you know that's what we have to take from it. It's like they're just nuts on the moon. Nuts on the moon. That should have been the name of this episode. I yeah you know then I would have watched it. Nuts on the moon. All right. a, as long as it has a laugh track, we could put one on. Oh, it needs one. It might <laughs> actually save it. Maya, where's Maya? <laughs> 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 ben. Although, although torturous to go through, it is always a pleasure to have you here on the show.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes, because misery does love company.
0: (laughs) And listeners, it's also a pleasure to have you with us. And I do hope you'll join us again next time when next time you hear us talking, it will not be about Space 1999. That will be a couple weeks down the line somewhere. But uh, no, it's something that's it's it's almost as equally bad. And I have derailed the, even the ending of the episode, so I hope you'll join us all again next time on Fusion Patrol. Cheers. Fusion Patrol is a Lone Locust production. Like us, please consider becoming our sponsor at patreoncom slash patrol. We'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a review on iTunes. Stop by and visit us at our website, FusionPatrol.com. Search for us on Facebook under Fusion Patrol. Check out our Twitter handle at Fusion Patrol or just send us an email at feedback at fusionpatrol.com. Please come join the conversation. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. Leafy Green leafy Green Leafy Green pieces of s dear dear.